Hello, everyone, and welcome to Through the Lens, the All Things Movie Podcast here at WEGL 91.1 FM. I'm Alex Huching alongside Davis Carroll. We discuss all things movie, all things TV, all things pop culture sometimes in this case. And today we are, this is our second official episode since our Star Wars series that lasted, but actually did last a month. And today we will be discussing foreign language movies, but particularly Train to Busan and... Lahane. It's hard to pronounce. I was worried that I was mispronouncing it. Like well, I, I think I'm also mispronouncing it. Ah. French is a hard language to pronounce. It is. It's an odd language in terms of pronunciations. And English speakers have trouble pronouncing French words, and French words have a lot of trouble pronouncing You mean French words. people have to... What did I say? You said French words Oh, French pronounce. people. Excuse me. <laughs> French but, speakers. Yeah, those are the two movies we were discussing today, and this is the beginning of a foreign language movie tour, just for me, really, in order to yes. culture me. Was that... Yes. I tr- I'm trying. Name all the foreign language movies you've seen off the top of your head. I've seen, as far as I can remember, mm-hmm. I've only seen four foreign language movies. I'll admit, it's not great. I know they're good. I'd like to see more. And I'm getting to it. You know, I've seen Lahaine, Parasite, The Passion of the Christ, and Train to Busan. I was going to say I don't count Passion of the Christ, but I will. You have to. Well, I know I do because it's a foreign language movie. But when I think of foreign language movies, I just think of foreign movies. And Passion of the Christ is not a foreign movie. Well, neither is, uh, if I'm not mistaken, well, what defines a foreign movie? It's from an, a foreign director from another country. Uh, wasn't Minara made or Minari made in an, uh, in an American studio here? Okay. I mean, well, so does that count then? You could make the argument. I, I mean, like, well, who the, who was it directed by? Uh, I'm not 100% certain I'm of that, sure actually. It was directed by a Korean lady, or Korean man. Yes, it is directed by a okay. Korean man. But he's from Colorado, and it's telling. I'm pretty sure it's kind of it, like it a, is. It is telling a story of a of a family that I'm is. Pretty sure it's to telling America. like That's about him. No, yeah, no, him. I'm sure. I'm, I'm just. I just. I I brought that up because I saw that you know it won best foreign language film of the Oscars, and people were like, "Do not give." The foreign language Oscar just to a movie because it has a foreign language. And I was like, that's interesting. But, I mean, I think The Passion of the Christ has to count just strictly on a foreign language. If you're saying all foreign language movies, now if you're saying foreign yeah, films, I guess then it's so. different. Because, I mean, the story behind how they were able to write it, because I don't know if you knew this. Um, hey, hey, we're not talking about no, no, Passion just, of the Christ. It's just Christ one thing that episode. I thought was cool. It's just one thing. That's all. Because I was doing some research on it. Cause okay. Because right. we, we, Alex was originally going to choose that as his favorite foreign language. Okay. Movie. The... <laughs> there was going to be had, some contention We about had a that. format idea, and the idea was to talk about just Train to Busan and Parasite and then pick our other favorites, and naturally, that was the other one that I had seen. It was the first one that I had seen. But I didn't because Train to Busan is in a whole other league of its own, and we'll, we'll talk about that I'm surprised you didn't later. choose Parasite. Well, I, I, I'm, saving, I'm saving Parasite for because I've only seen it one time. I've okay. seen Train to Busan multiple times. But the one thing I wanted to say is that they wrote the entire script in English, for Fashion of the Christ, and then send it to a professor who had to retranslate it and put it back together in Aramaic because Aramaic is a dead language. It is only said in two languages, both being dead, Latin and, Amer- and Aramaic. And I just thought it was interesting in the way, because I'm sure that's a rather unconventional, but it fits with the idea that it's also not a foreign director. Then again, I imagine any director would have to do that because, again, Latin and Aramaic are not languages anymore. But I just thought that was interesting. Only if it redeemed the movie. We'll save that for an... I don't know, an Easter-themed episode? I have no oh, idea. Wow. Hop and the Passion of the Christ. Oh How these gosh. two movies... T- <laughs> oh what, not a fan? <laughs> I don't think that's a thematic episode we should really touch on. Yeah, and Hop, you know, it has a... Uh, who's the... It has the guy that's in the James Sonic Marsden. movie. James Marsden. James Marsden. I was going to say Joseph Gordon-Levitt. He's not in that. <laughs> oh, it's not Joseph Gordon-Levitt. No, no, who voices Hop? Who does voice him? I Fred, can't remember. Oh, no, Fred O'Hare. What? David Hasselhoff's in it. Russell, oh, it's Russell Brand. That's right. That's right. Because he has like the drum set and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah I remember. remember when he was famous? Yeah, not he showed great. up in all those movies. He's like, yeah, um, Russell Brand in it. <laughs> and now, and what was <laughs> what's Russell what's Russell Brand done in the past three years? I couldn't tell you. I could not tell you. He was in he was in that movie uh, Bedtime Stories. Remember? He was my favorite character. Oh, hey, the but I mean, he was the funny character in the movie. Don't 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 rewrite. The movie as if like, oh, well, my perception of Russell Brand in 2021 determines the the abil- the uh, character in Bedtime Stories from 2008. Don't do that. He's in. He was in Four Kids and It. Huh? Last year, some. Uh, what is this? <laughs> he plays Tristan in Four Kids and It, and he's like Michael Caine's in it. 
It's like an animated movie. He's also coming in Death on the Nile next year, or I guess this year's 2021. Duh. He's been in. He's had some comedy specials. I don't find him particularly funny. His thing's just like I'm Russell Brand. I'm British and I do crazy stuff in it. That's his. That's his whole brand. His, <laughs> that's his whole Russell brand. I'm not gonna do. I'm not gonna do it again. <laughs> You're using me for my voice, Alex. I am not. Why would you say such a thing? But like, yeah, I'm not that big Rus- Russell Brand fan. As a kid, I thought he was funny, but now looking back on it, that's what I'm saying. Bedtime it, stories thought that was hilarious. No, that's a, that's a, I like that movie, but like, yeah, I might I might break out another in it here in a minute. <laughs> He's 45. He was, I forgot he was married to Katy Perry. Yeah, and that's where a lot of the controversy kind of began with him. Strange guy. Yeah, strange is one way to put it, I suppose. Um, yeah, I mean, you know. But anyway, Davis, do you want to get into the movie news you've got before breaking down these two rather popular and influential foreign films? Yes, I got it. <clears throat> All right, well, you got it? I always got it. I, hey, not always. I've never, I've never not had it. <laughs> Think okay. about that one for a second, Alex. I, I don't want to. Um, Go ahead. So first up, we have a show that you have not watched, but you decided to spoil for everybody a few podcasts ago. I did not dis- knowingly despoil it. It was just a leak. It was a rumor. That turned out to be true. That's all it was. The episode had come out that week. I, no, so it wasn't a leak. That was just no episode spoilers. No, it wasn't. Because the note, right after you said that, I went home and watched all the episodes, and that happened the, yeah. like the next day. Yeah, no, that, because, okay, okay, okay. We recorded okay. on a Friday. The episodes came out Thursdays. The episode comes out on a Friday. No, comes out Thursday at midnight. Oh, well, I read the leak on Monday. Then why didn't you? Okay. WandaVision's finished. All right, WandaVision is done. It has ended. Had a, uh, People were apparently mad about the ending. I thought it was a good ending, but people were like, Mephisto's going to show up, and then John Krasinski's going to come in, and then it's going to be crazy. And it was a 40-minute episode. None of that happened. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Um, I yes. like the episode, though. The ending was pretty poignant. Again, I haven't seen it, so I can't say I'm not going to spoil it, anything. but it was a good ending. Um, you know, that was already going to be – it was already a very divisive series from the jump. Doing the first two episodes being well, frankly, about nothing. That's the. I mean, like, I, kn- I know up. that's the point, obviously, but that's just where the controversy was, and it continued. Um, now with uh, last night's episode, so there's that. Um, I'm not surprised that there's controversy, but I'll let you know once I see it. Well, maybe we'll do an episode on that. You know, considering like you know a one like I yeah, feel like an episode three weeks too late. We would have to kept up with it. I would never mind. Fine. Anyway, next up than, is Falcon and the Winter Soldier comes out not next week, but the week after that. I'm pretty sure. I didn't check. Dang, Disney Plus really churning out the MCU and then after TV that, shows. Loki show comes out. I e, think. I don't know about that one. I don't know. He's DB Cooper, bro. He who? What? DB Cooper, the guy that uh, hijacked oh, the plane and then jumped out on November right. 25th, right. 1972, the day my mom was born. Whoa, whoa. Or 71. And, of course, this is Davis's mom, fan of the podcast and all the movies that we watch. Big fan of Treasure Planet, right? Yeah? You know, she was getting on to me recently. Oh. November 20th. Oh, the day before my mom was born. November 24th, ah. 1971. What was she getting on you for? She said that I make her sound. Wait, let me make sure that's the right word. <laughs> you got a quote her? That's not the right word. Ah. Uh, two, um... Why could you just look at the text, or was it a phone call? I don't feel like it's like it was like a week or two ago. Do you text your mom a lot? More than you, apparently. But she was <laughs> like, "You make me seem mean because I don't like any movies." I'm like, "Well, mom, you don't like any movies, <laughs> or all the movies that everybody finds good, you don't like them, mom. What do you want me to say? Like, we're not, we're not, we're not. So I think I'm supposed to stop saying what movies she doesn't doesn't like. Oh, that's sad because Josie just had a concert where we get our parents movies opinions bring yes. them onto the show and just trash them which i think would be a great episode idea i'd feel bad on like mother's day or something be like all right that'd, you bring your yeah that'd be mean that'd be funny you in a way your mom's feelings on mother's day it'd all be for a joke you wouldn't be serious or like vindictive Bro. or anything you come on here mom your movie opinions are so stupid and you're stupid well my mom's movie opinions aren't stupid because she likes dumb action movies like i do your opinions are stupid in that regard that I don't like action movies as much as you do? Yes. That I... Okay. You know what? We're not going to get into it. <laughs> um, 
Well, keep going. You got it. You've never not had it. <laughs> I've never not had it. <laughs> That's right. Uh, coming to America has really coming to America two. Coming to America has released. It's not rated R. What? I'm gonna come back to that one. Alex is big. <laughs> okay, but yeah, that Eddie, one's crazy. Eddie Murphy sequel. Um, it's not then, rated R this time. Eddie, Mur- Eddie Murphy. Um, if I could this week, uh, or in recent interviews. Sorry, let me let me go and uh, check something out. One second. Next up, we Sorry. have. Come on, hurry up. I'm going to read the next Just one. Just go to the next one. one. I will go back. Joseph Gordon Levitt has been cast as Jiminy Cricket in the live action Pinocchio, which I wish they were not making because the last live action Pinocchio sucked. There was a live action Pinocchio? It was when it was. Yeah. It was like. A, what? I, my no, grandparents wasn't. had the VHS. I remember. Whoa, 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 whoa. VHS? Yeah. I remember I used to watch it. It was Pinocchio from. It had Martin Landau in it. There it is. Oh, my gosh. And John Taylor Thomas in it. It was in like nine or nineteen ninety six. It came out. It has hey. Martin Landau, John Taylor, Tho- Jonathan Taylor Thomas, and that's like really it. What were you saying? Rob Schneider's in it. Alex, did you have your thing? Because uh, I don't want to keep talking about Pinocchio with Martin. Yes, Landau. I, have my, I have my thing. Uh, Eddie Murphy said in interviews that the only reason Louis Anderson was in Coming to America is because the studio made them have a white person on the movie. <laughs> in the movie. Louis Anderson said, ouch. <laughs> Which, I mean, I... That's funny. I, I respect Eddie Murphy being honest, but, like, that's tough. That's funny. Like, apparently Louis Anderson did not know that until now, which is not ideal. Would you, yeah. would you want to be told that? Or would you tell somebody no. that? No, I wouldn't. Exactly. I, and I wouldn't want to be told it either. Uh, next up, I can tell you wrote this news, Alex, because it makes no sense. What? More Justice League hype, Batman, Superman, and whole league trailers. Oh, okay. So, um, it's just so it, vague. I like to type out so I don't have to recall in my memories. Yeah, that's because your memory's got nothing. Excuse you. I can name quite a few things if you ask me to. Name, oh, give me something to name. Bring, ask me something. <laughs> ask Do it. What's the poster that's directly behind you? Which one? The one um, with the Beach Boys holding the board? No, no, no. The Led Zeppelin one. Is it the one with the Led Zeppelin falling down? No. Where's a, There's no Led Zeppelin one. Isn't a whole lot of love a Led Zeppelin song? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> you got, I, I got that one. <laughs> Give me something else. Give me something I don't else. have anything you else. You think of anything off the top of your head and be like, what player played for this team? Whatever. No, I'm actually Who was in this movie? I'm blanking, actually. Oh, so um, you with the perfect memory over there. Yeah, me with the perfect memory over here. Haven't bl- okay, whatever. Say whatever. your thing about the Justice League. So, um, they released little like individual character theme trailers for like Superman, uh, Batman, and then one with like it was a bunch of villains because like Dark Side had a quote, so did Lex, so did the Joker, uh, stuff like that. So that's basically, and the Martian Manhunter even had a line. So it's like just been you know, Martian Manhunter's a villain in it. Well, no, no, no. I, I was, I, I was remember uh, those villains oh, okay. had it, and then he, I remembered his character had a line too. So it's been like you know little. Hype builders like that, photo things, uh, like a CG generation of each of the heroes, a lot of black suit Superman, stuff like that. So just a lot of them released throughout the week. And again, we'll be doing a Snyder Cut episode, all four hours of that movie in one episode. Strap in. And we'll also be doing a DCEU episode next week, so go ahead and watch the movies with us if you want. Um, there's about ten of them, so we won't be watching them all, but we'll be going Super through essentially Man the status. Steel, Batman v Superman, Wonder Justice Woman. League, Wonder Woman 1 and 2. Yep. Shazam. Shazam's great. I Suicide love Squad, Birds of Prey. Oh, I forgot that. And came then out. I believe that uh, Aquaman's so that's nine actually. Oh. I've seen um, I've seen a few of those. I've I've seen all except for two, and I'll be watching those two Which first. Ones? Wonder Woman t- two and Birds of Prey. I haven't seen either of those. Shazam's my favorite one. I like Shazam. And we'll just talk about the state of the DCEU and where it's heading in the future just to build up to the Zack Snyder Snyder Cut episode, which will be happening after it premieres on March eighteenth. And anyway, now back to the news. Uh, Chaos Walkin' turned out to be bad. That's the, uh, who would have thunk it? That's why I put, that's what I put there. <laughs> it's a movie with, uh, Daisy Ridley and, uh, Tom Holland. Which has been in, like, development of chaos terrible. since forever. And it just, it, I mean, you know, I feel like the age of the young adult novel to movie thing has died. The young, young adult novels are running by ideas. They're like, we, maybe, what if you could see their memories? The thing is, I'm not gonna lie. I liked a lot of the ones that I read when I was younger, and I like some of the ones yeah, still, the still to this day. Novels. I like some of them Percy still to Jackson this day. Percy Jackson was even. the jam. Like, like obviously they have their flaws, but like they had a formula that worked. But now it's just like, you know, it's just all right. What if you put them in a post-apocalyptic land? But the only thing different is like one little thing, and it's like this. That's like, like it's not, 
there's just not a lot left, and it's just you know, over almost like a oversaturation of the market, and you know, male character, female character, star crop, whatever, you know. And I, I haven't seen the movie, so I can't say if this falls in any of that, but it makes sense that it failed. All in our stars was kind of the one that messed it all up for him. If you think about it, that was like considered one of the best ones. I know, it? but like that's whenever I was like, it doesn't have to be post-apocalyptic. Oh yeah, it can be a good book and not be based in e. the after the end of the world. Yeah, Maze Runner was the last one I read that I actually really liked. Yeah, that's fair. Any other news, Davis? Oh yeah, there's quite. Well, a we, we we got a lot. Something fell back there. Oh. Okay. Um. Uh, MCU X-Men reboot in the works under the title of The Mutants, which is Stanley's originally planned title. Anything to say about that? Um, I mean, I'm excited for it. I'm worried about how it's going to go because, again, the danger with X-Men, as is the danger with anything they reboot, is, you know, Fantastic Four doesn't have much of a, ca- a comparison. You've got the original ones, which are okay. And you've got Fan Fantastic or whatever. Um, Fanforstic. Fanforstic, that's right. I called that movie being terrible right when I saw the trailer. That's one of my biggest flexes movie-wise. Right when I saw, the first time I saw the trailer, I was like, this movie's going to be terrible. It was. And I remember like my friend in middle school was like, this looks awesome. I was like, it's going to suck. And, and what it happened? Did. It did. It sucked. Um, but I think, you know, with those, there's not much of a comparison. People aren't like, oh, man, hold to it. But like with X-Men, you know. Michael B. Jordan, Human Torch wasn't a bad idea, though. I wouldn't mind no, what? seeing that no, happen what? again. But, oh, wait, uh, they can't because he was Killmonger. Yeah, exactly. Dang. But with, but with X-Men, you know, you've got Hugh Jackman, Wolverine, Patrick Stewart, Charles Xavier, Ian McClellan. I think they could Magneto. bring back Fassbender. Like, like the thing is, you've got, you got such – I mean, you cast such great characters with such great actors. Like, I mean, I, I look, people have their own opinions. I don't think anybody's going to match Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. I really don't. And I don't think anybody will match Fastbender or McClellan for Magneto. And I don't think anybody will match Patrick Stewart or James McAvoy for Professor X. So you've got those are your th- those are the three mains from this past Mag universe that you're gonna have immediate comparisons to, and you're not gonna win. It's like um I could make a comparison that you were gonna hate me for, but it's fa- I think it's funny. So in the nineties, right? This is a wrestling story, but um Oh my God! So, <laughs> I'll stop. No, it then. no, it's it's. We're not good, gonna have a wrestling story. It's a good comparison, though. If once you heard it, I don't have. I don't want to hear the ten minutes of context. No, so I can not, understand it's not it. Ten minutes. It's like five minutes, maybe even two. No, we're not having a. Come we're on, not having a wrestling. On. We're not having a wrestling antidote. Come just, on, no, no. just no. <laughs> why not? Because I do not want to hear another one okay. of your wrestling anecdotes. One minute. I'll go in one minute. Promise. I'm timing. I'm gonna All time right. you. Got it. Wait. Do not start yet. I'm right. getting ready. Last time I tried to time you when you were going to explain something, you did very, very bad. <laughs> I know I did. Ready? Three, right. two, one. So it's 1990s, and WWF lost two wrestlers to the competitors, WCW. So then they're like, oh, we lost the guys who played the characters, but not the characters themselves. So they brought back the characters with different people playing the roles. And like it, was, like, it wasn't like a joke. Like, they genuinely had them basically That's a minute. the roles. Really? No, no it's, it's not. not. <laughs> I know it's not. And essentially what they did is they're like, what if they just – took the characters and put different actors or wrestlers and it failed miserably. And I think X-Men's not the same comparison, but that wasn't that bad, was it? What? Davis, I can't wait to play that over the entire time you talk about Lahane. Do that. I dare you. You dare me? Well, you did not make it to a minute, so you got that going for you. There I go, yeah. It's a fair story. I guess. It was on my mind. Look, okay... I don't Why are you always thinking about wrestling? I'm not always thinking gotta, about it. You gotta get you checked. <laughs> Any more news, Davis, before we get into these movies? Yes, we have more news. That's why I didn't want to hear about <laughs> a freaking wrestling antidote. anecdote. <laughs> Obi-Wan reportedly having recurring role on Cassian Andor Store. No, we're not gonna talk about that one. There's nothing to say about it. That's that's the whole news. Snyder Cut will split into six chapters along with an intermission. Some pee breaks. Yeah. That's how it goes. Essentially. Some food breaks. And lastly. Space Jam 2 plot has leaked. <laughs> they have changed. First the of all, news of all, first of all, they have changed Lola Bunny's design. Uh, I'm not. I don't want to say the quote that the director. <laughs> We're not going to say why. What's the wait, What's the quote? The director said they changed it. <laughs> is it bad? Like, or do you just not want to say it? Like, what? I mean, is like, it? I, it's not that bad. Like, I could. I don't think I get in trouble for saying it, but like, I don't want to say. it. L- oh, okay, let, I'll, let, I'll read the quote. I'll read the quote. I'll read all, right, all right, yeah, but say if it was in um, the press, we're just quoting the news. Uh, let me find it. The director, yeah. <laughs> the director basically said, "What? Oh, sorry. 
Sorry, my, I was too far away the, from the mic. I was just getting mad at me. <laughs> the director basically said that they changed uh, Lola Bunny. <laughs> wait, wait, I, wait. I got, I, got, I got a picture of it. I got a picture of it. Because someone commented something funny on it. It made me laugh. <clears throat> Space Jam director reworks Lola Bunny for reboot from sexualized to strong. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of issues. There's a lot of things to unpack in that. Some people <laughs> took some issues in the comments of it. Here's here's one thing. Should I read the comment? Oh that my funny? gosh. Um. What's? Let me, let me read the comment first to approve it for the air. Just <laughs> <laughs> say it. Can I say yes. it? The person commented on the that was TMZ that posted that, <laughs> and the person said, "Communist China has won." Liberty is dead. <laughs> if you have watched Space Jam before or know about the Space Jam fandom, you know there is a bit of a bit of a sect of it that has a crush on Lola Bunny. So that's uh, I don't personally. I don't know about you, Alex. She is a cartoon bunny in a movie about I was basketball. About, no, there's nothing. Okay, nothing, bro. Nothing in this camp about that. Oh my god! I showed him the picture. His eyes lit up. Would you stop, Mister? <laughs> I didn't show the. I didn't the show the picture. That, <clears throat> but the the <laughs> from sexualized to strong. That's yes. such a good. That's hilarious. Oh my lord, that's good. Uh, oh keep going. Uh, the the plot of Space Jam Two <laughs> is going to be that LeBron has to save his son from virtual reality. VR. Yes, Ooh. and they're going to like go into other movie universes hmm. that are with whatever Warner Brothers owns, like Casablanca. They're probably going to go to Casablanca in the Matrix. Oh, that'd be kind of cool. So I'm kind of interested to see how they're like they're stopping at the different like movie lots, and they're I don't know how they're going to do it. But Don Cheadle is the main villain in it. Don Cheadle. Yes. Let me let me let me go back to the. It, so it says they're going to stop in Casablanca, uh, the Matrix, Mad Max, DC. So they might see that you might you might show the Snyder cut, Mad Max with Tom Hardy. By the way, I you know I, I figured it was that one. That's the one that's really good. And uh, it's called the Serververse is what it's called. But AIG Rhythm is played by <laughs> AIG Rhythm. AIG Rhythm is played by um, Don Cheadle, and his villain motivation. Oh no! Is to steal LeBron's Instagram followers. That. I am that is 100% true. I am not making that up. His motivation is that he wants LeBron's Instagram followers. At least the Monstars had like something yes. not stupid. The only thing I could think that would be like is like that, he's an AI that's trying to build up power and the more followers he has the bigger he gets. But like I guarantee that's going to happen. And it's going to be like a CGI Don Shooter like hey hey. Or it's going to be like a uh, basher from Oceans. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's terrible. Yeah, that's that's what that's they came up with. So that's they could have so just the monsters came back. That could have been like that's so awful. And I mean, mate, like that's like a hey guys, LeBron. Like, why why didn't he steal the cricket player that's got seven hundred million followers? What? That's not real. The the mo the mo the athlete with the most followers on the planet is a cricket player. That's definitely those are fake followers. No, he just plays in India. Population a billion. I guess that's true. That thing is things are things are crazy because when you deal with two countries that have a billion, like everything's like warped. Like you think like numbers, like it makes sense. America doesn't have a billion. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Three hundred million up in here. I know, and we're still packed. I know. It's crazy. But I mean, we're also a little smaller than those places. I guess we are. China's significantly I larger. I always forget about map dilation, the Mercator projection. I should look that up. It's really interesting. We are covering. This is the most insane. This, look, I was before. Yeah, this I, is what uh, happens. When, <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens. Our first episode without guests in a month and a half. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. So I, so I was gonna be like, I was gonna, I was gonna try to intro the show, but then you started talking. So it's it's okay. So don't worry about it. But you know, uh, <laughs> I was pointing at myself, and you just you just went. I was like, okay, okay. I just, but. but <laughs> I was like, nobody's going to want to listen to this. Who cares about our two favorite foreign movies? But like, if we're they know we have Russell Brand impressions, <laughs> in and, and Basher, I'm Basher from Oceans in it. Oh if you ever seen Oceans, Ugh. just know that Don Cheadle's impression is terrible. Not a, His not accent, accent is yeah, accent is more accurate. Terrible. I, I've so heard it's bad. bad. I've I, like when you I ever see, see like the have you seen that? No, I haven't. What? 
Oh my. Wait, no, I've seen the first one long time ago. I just don't remember it. The guy that plays Vince in La Haine is the villain in number two. That's right. That's right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Vincent Cassell. I, I reckon. I recognize the yeah the actor himself. All right. Now, is there any other news to unpack before we finally get to talk about our two foreign language movies? Of Do you have anything you want to add? No. I, I could probably come up with something. <laughs> no, I mean, we're we're good, Davis. We're thirty minutes right now. What? Really. Or twenty nine minutes actually? About. Um. So you ready to get into it? I guess. This All right. Looks good. I'm on, I'm on Vincent Cassell's IMDb now. Oh. Or not IMDb. This movie looks good. It's called uh, My King, Monroy. Monroy. I don't know. It's French. Looks good. You should check it out. It looks pretty good. It looks kind of artsy. That looks like a fake baby, though, from like from uh, American Sniper. Remember that? Remember that oh, cl- yeah. Remember that from a, a, few, a few years ago? <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, I thought I thought I needed to stall. No, oh. I didn't say that. I said I'm about to get into it, and you just started talking about nothing. <laughs> That's what stalling is, Alex. You haven't heard of it before? Okay, okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. First up, we're going to talk about Train to Busan, which is Alex's favorite movie. That's true. Of, of the four I had to twist movies. his arm a bit. To, what? I had to twist your arm no, a you bit. You didn't twist my arm. We changed the format. We changed the format. So, uh, Train to Busan, directed by Yan Sang-ho and starring Gong Yu and Kim Suan, among many others. So... Basic plot, a chemical leak starts a zombie apocalypse while Sio and Sion, or Suan travel on a train to Busan so Suan can see her mother. And I'm not going to lie, first time I saw this movie, uh, my, my brother and my mom were watching in the living room. And I'm like, huh, I hear noises. So I go out there and I'm like, I, I sit in and watch the last like hour and 40, but I missed the first 20 minutes, which is like all just like epilogue and character setup. So I think what you mean to call is exposition. Yes. I said epilogue, didn't epilogue, I? Epilogue, which is after. That's sorry, exposition. And, my mistake. And what you whatever. Char- character setup, you know. Um, so watch me for the first time all the way through. Uh I really like the opening. I really like um the zombified deer. That's a new element, which one of the things I mentioned and I was watching it with a couple of my friends is we talked about how we really I really like movies and they were liked as well. Zombie oh, you really like, like that's good. No, no, I no, really no. like movies. That's like earlier you went, I've seen ten movies. <laughs> I've seen ten movies I like. Deep breaths. <laughs> I'm gonna lose it. That's what you said earlier. No, what I'm saying is we really like zombie movies that take liberties with the idea of what a zombie is. You know, it's not all the same thing. It's not all Walking Dead's not all like animals becoming zombies is is something I've not seen in most zombie movies. You don't that's in Resident that. Evil. Is it? Yeah, zombie oh, dogs. Yeah. There you go. But like we that's like not a common thing. World War Z, Dawn of the Death, stuff like that, but it is in this one, and they set it up, and that's like, oh, we, you know, this is a big deal. This is um, something that makes it new. And then as character setup, it's a bit slow in the beginning. You know, they try and set up the conflict between Sio uh, and Suan because Sio uh, got divorced from his wife and has his daughter for the week, but his daughter wants nothing to do with him because he spends no time with her. Do you remember the scene when he buys her a Wii, but he also bought her a Wii last uh, yes. like yes. holiday? That was pretty funny. You I got like me that. a Wii last year, Dad. I, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's basically, yeah. Um, but yeah, I like that. But then the crux of this movie is, of course, in the name, Train to Busan, because when they get on the train, and we meet a couple other characters that I'll talk about in a minute, you know, you get on the train, and a lady stumbles in holding her leg, and you see a zombie bite, and you know something's up. But you also see a hobo man get on, and you're like, is he bitten? Like, what's going on there? Like, you don't... You don't know what's happening. He's acting kind of strange. And Lady gets on, she's bitten, and she's trying to tie it off, and she's stumbling around. And it's interesting. I think it speaks to a bit uh, about, like, people, because nobody even acknowledges her as she's running around up and down the aisles. Like, people aren't asleep. They just don't care, which is interesting. It's and, like those videos you watch, watch at the New York subway. You ever seen those? <laughs> and it, it's interesting because that kind of plays into a theme that they develop a bit later in the movie, which we'll get to in a uh, few minutes. But she gets... She's bitten. She eventually turns and buys, bites one of the flight attendants. And one of the things I really train like attendants. about... What? Or no. Oh, train attendants. Sorry, not flight. I mean, they're dressed like flight attendants. It's the same. It just... They're not flying, though. Anyway. I know. I know. I know. Sorry. Isn't there a movie with a flying train? What? What is with you? I just... That, that brought up a memory in my head. Flying train movie. Anyway. So while Davis Googles something stupid... Um, Excuse you. So, yeah. Your excuse. Um, <laughs> um okay. so she nope, 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 don't go. And oh he's faking the steps. Wow, that's oh, impressive. I'm actually um, leaving, I swear. Oh my goodness. Um 
So she bites one of the uh, train attendants and then, you know, essentially starts breaking down. Chaos erupts and the zombies are attacking everybody, including it, the baseball team, which we're introduced to as well, um, including uh, two characters, uh, Kim and Min. Kim being, uh, one second, let me double check. The goat is what you said. Oh, no, the, 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 that's Kim and Min, the uh, baseball player and cheerleader that... Uh, Kim, oh, being, okay. Kim being the cheerleader and Min being the baseball player that they're set up, which is a funny thing because the girl clearly likes him and he sits, she sits next to him and like all the cha- all the team starts chanting accept her or something like that. And it's really odd. It's strange. But again, another funny scene at the beginning. And the zombies attack there. I'm not going to go through the whole movie because it's an hour and 45 minutes. But No, go just- ahead and go through the whole movie. I'll time you. No, stop it. Um, but essentially, chaos erupts and people have to start sectioning off the cars because, you know, the zombies are attacking. But I really like how nobody really realized it because, like, the classic zombie movie trope, nobody's seen a zombie movie. You know, like, nobody seems to know that when somebody's, like, they're, they're not just a rabid person. They're literally eating them. In Shaun of the Dead, they've seen zombies. Exactly. And yeah, in this movie... Don't, so- say, don't say the Zed word. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what they say. I couldn't, I couldn't get you to do the Scooby-Doo voice for, like, a whole show, and you're just throwing out impressions I'm like I'm feeling this. good right now. Wow, wow, that's good. Um, My impressions are, I mean, they're do, they're better today than they usually are. Uh, That's true. I'll give you that. Um, So, yeah, then that's essentially the crux of the movie is the train is filled with zombies, and they're trying to, you know, get off the train to a safe location, and... First place they actually end up stopping at, and this is where my favorite, one of my favorite scenes from the movie actually uh, begins. How, how, how well do you remember this movie, Davis? Because you haven't seen it in about a year, actually. I remember it decently well, because they stop in that city, but then they, yeah, like, they, they stop in close D- it all in off. on actually, which that's a really cool scene because they're like, you know, he gets on the phone with his, uh, the main character gets on the phone with his friend, and he's like, um, hey, is this place safe? And he's like, I can't make contact with my men. And then they look, and they see... One guy who's been bitten and just walking, and then more zombies attack one of the military men, and then they're going down the escalator, and all the zombies are in a crowd, and they just charge up, and some of the people on the escalator get pushed into the zombie horde, which that is just a really, I mean, it's just intense, and that's one of the things I love about this movie is that it's an it's about an hour and fifty seven, it spares no expense, and it's just constantly going a hundred percent, you know. 118 minutes, actually 158, and and then and the when they get to Dijon, what was it? Yeah, uh, Dijon, Dijon, like the mustard. That's no, Dijon. yes, <laughs> I saw. I was no, I was about to say it. I was like, I don't want to mess up and make it sound like the mustard. That's why I said Dijon. Okay, but that's that's like the scene where the dad kind of makes his turn. That's no, true. The be- turn to being the good guy. That's true there. because at the beginning of the movie, he is a fund manager, and my favorite character in the film, Yoon, uh, makes a lot of comments about how he's a bloodsucker, actually, and to uh. To Seo's uh, daughter Suan, and it you like he's not a great guy because he actually closes the door on Yoon and his pregnant wife Siang, and you're like, uh, this is not good. And eventually he decides to open it, but then my favorite character Yoon is like, dude, you're not doing this good. And then he even tells his daughter Suan, hey, look, um, worry about yourself, don't worry about anybody else. This is the dad talking to the daughter, and it's like, um, what? Like, 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 Shane, like she she gives up her seat for an old lady, and he's like, you didn't have to do that. Focus on yourself. Forget the everybody else. And then at this point, there is that turn because uh, they get there, and the zombies are there, and they're attacking. They're trying to get their way out, and eventually they're able to um, pull out the door, and Seo stays there holding the door with a couple of other characters, including the baseball players. Then they run, and they're able to get back on the train and, like, the last possible second, and he actually saves Yoon by sticking out his arm and pulling him out of the train, which is sort of, you know, not, again, this is not like some ridiculous thing where it's like, oh, they survived because they're going to become best friends, but, like, they're working together because they know that they've got to do what they got to do to survive. And that's also when the baseball player, uh, Min, his, the rest of his team gets eaten in front of him, which sets up his cool story arc. But I just, I just really like this movie because I think it does every element of a zombie movie perfectly. From, and also, it also masks a critique on materialism. That's true. It. That's true because, of course, the CEO, uh, Yan Suk, who is the wor- I hate that character so. I've never. That's the I, old guy, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. The, the, old, the old guy who like, uh, keeps like, sacrificing people for no reason and stuff. Like, I cannot stand that character at all. Like, I don't hate most characters in movies. Like, I'm like, oh, that's a good villain. I hate him. That was the point. They did. They did. I their know job. it's perfect, but I can't, like it's so annoying watching him on screen. Even the second time watching it, knowing what he's going to do, it's just 
aggravating. But that's true. There is a bit of a, co- a commentary on that, and I mentioned that with, you know, the, zo- the zombies going through the, uh, the aisle and nobody reacting. Even later, you know, people just decide to save themselves, but in, like, the improper way. Because, again, this, the movie is setting up that saving yourself is not important. Saving other people and, you know, sticking together is what matters. And the movie sets it up and then executes it perfectly because it builds a great cast of characters, each with their own individual story. You know, Kim and Min begin to bond while Min goes through this sort of fear about his baseball team all dying and PTSD, but then he eventually attacks the zombies to save uh, Yoon and Seo, and then Seo himself goes through that own uh, moment a number of times where he's willing to sacrifice himself for others, so there's that. And then you got the two old ladies who are sisters who have this crazy uh, arc as well. It really just, from top to bottom, I think it knocks every, or it uh, covers every single base. You know, you've got a great cast of characters, you've got you know, it's not too across the world. They're all on a train, right? You know, it's this one location that we know, that we begin to learn the way that it works. The characters adapt throughout the film with different ways, like the water on newspaper on the window to learn that they can't see you. Um, you know, using the phone to draw the zombies, using the darkness, stuff like that. A lot of adaption from the or adaptation, excuse me, from the characters and whatnot. And I think that really works because sometimes zombie movies are too quick to go, you know, from... They know nothing to their now zombie-killing machines. And I think this movie does it more naturally. Though it does take some liberties because Yoon, for example, my favorite character, is just insane. He, like, throws a zombie th- almost through the roof of the train for no reason. Love that guy, though. Did you know that they made a Train to Busan sequel? I thought they are working on it. I didn't think they made Sorry, it. Sorry, yeah, it's called Peninsula. Really? Yep. Came out last year. Oh, it's that's four right. Y- it's four years later. That's right. It is a th- it's the same director as well. Is it? Ooh, much lower ratings on IMDb, however. 5.5 out of 10 compared to Train to Busan, which is dealing with a... I feel like this one's... I think Peninsula, from what I can tell, is probably just more action. Yeah. Than Train to Busan, which also has a commentary and an emotional story. And a lot of great characters. Yeah, it seems like that. Um, Okay, someone's... uh, Neil Soans from Times of India said, Not a worthy sequel, but enjoyable as a standalone action movie flick. Zombie movie flick. There you go. That sums it up pretty well. You have any, anything else you want to say about it? Um, I just like I just really like the characters in this movie and just the way that it works. And a couple shots are really cool. I think the tunnel scenes when it goes dark in the train is just really cool. And again, really creative. I like movies that don't just make them, you know, like what like World War Z. They run really fast. And they can they can climb, but like there's not any until the virus thing that cures it. There's not like you know a lot enough liberties with it. With this, you know, they can't see. If, like, the senses are dulled, like, if they can't see people, they will just go into this catatonic state. You know, if the, if the darkness or the flashing kind of null, uh, nullifies their sight. Um, I think the fact that the zombies are acting more like vampires, you know, you don't see people getting, you know, eaten alive. You see them getting bitten and then turning into zombies themselves. A little interesting little take on that. Um, I just really like the liberties that it takes and the changes that it makes. A couple of the shots... I also like when the train, uh, the flaming train comes out there and flips it over, and then you see the like the inside of the train flip and the zombies like pause and freeze. That's really cool. Um, do you remember the one of the final shots when they're getting away in the train and all the zombies are holding on to the end of it, and like there's this aerial shot of like all these zombies just dragging onto each other. That was a really cool idea. Again, there's just a lot of inventive stuff that makes it unique. It's not your cookie cutter movie like what Peninsula sounds like, to be quite frank. This is movie takes it into a whole new level. And I think it I will say one thing. I would say with foreign language movies, one thing that I've noticed is that it's maybe sometimes difficult for people to get attached to characters. At a popular base. I have no problem with it, but for some people, you know, because you're reading the subtitles, it's not it's almost not the same, right? And for some people it manifests itself. But with this movie, I think they do a great job of making you, you know, get some sort of attachment to each storyline and each character because they're all set up differently. The first 20 minutes of exposition are boring compared to the last hour and 40 minutes of action and insanity that goes on because that's what the movie's, that's what you're there for. But the first 20 minutes sets up everything. It sets up your two main characters. You've got Suan doing that performance earlier that you're like, what's that for? But then she sings it at the end, you know, which by the way, that child actress, crazy good. Like when she was crying as her dad had to leap off the back of the train, I was like, oh my gosh. Spoiler. 
Well, yeah. The dad spoiler. gets bit. That's true. Spoiler, the dad does get bit at the end, which is very uh, sad. Not as sad as Yoon getting bit when he has to hold open the door for his uh, to save his wife, which that, oh, it's so sad. So many so many sad uh, character deaths in this movie. Um, like, I mean, so much self-sacrifice and whatnot, except for the COO. I do not like him. He got what he deserved because he got bit, so it's good for him. But um, maybe not good for him, I suppose. But good for the viewer, perhaps. But I just think, like, dare I say it? The perfect zombie movie. I'm not. I wouldn't disagree with I, that. I I, think I know you like World War Z. I don't like World War Z that much. Ah, interesting. Perhaps we have to have a show on that because my mom loves that one. Um, I have to rewatch it. I don't know. I just didn't really like. I it. I think, you know, from the zombie movies I've seen, which again, I I haven't seen all of George A. Romero's uh classic work, which he basically built the zombie franchise from nothing or the zombie genre. I mean, like he he is the godfather of the zombie genre. We know this, but I haven't seen it all, so I can't speak on that. But from what we're dealing with right now, and what I've seen. I mean, Train Busan checks all the boxes that you want, you know. Well, like, what what are your thoughts on the movie, Davis? I think uh, it's one of the best foreign language movies you can watch. It's, uh, I'd say, top five zombie movie for me. Probably top three. I just, I well, what what would you put a- ahead of it? You know, I'd say Shaun of the Dead because I really like Shaun of the Dead, uh, and maybe like, uh. I haven't actually. No, I think I haven't seen that many zombie movies. Exactly. I and guess most it, of them are not very good, to be quite frank. I know, like Night of the Living Dead, or the one where they're in the mall, is really Dawn good. of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead. That one's supposed to be really good. You not seen that one? No. Oh, I love that one. It's a bit. It's been on the campier side. It's a Zack Snyder directed uh, zombie movie, but it's it has its moments. I've heard there's one. I watched a video about it where it's based in like Africa. Mm, it's supposed to be really good. I watched a video about how it was made and like how like like the actors got um. One of them got malaria. Let me see what it's called. It's it is called The Dead. It's just called The Dead, and is starring. Never mind. Maybe maybe it's not it. But still, I guess Train to Busan is probably my second favorite zombie movie. Then I will say another thing I like about it. It explains uh, the outbreak. I lo- like most of our movies, you know, they leave it in the mystery, but in this one, it's actually connected to our main character. The company that he, as a fund manager, had like devised a financial plan around actually started it. And I really like uh, that because that gives a bit of an explanation because we're watching the whole movie, and uh, one of my friends is like, Are we going to figure out how this happened? Like, how did it start? Are, are they going to tell us what started the uh, apocalypse? And I was like, We'll find out because I actually kind of forgot about that link initially. But do you have a particular favorite moment of yours from the movie? I think the ending where he has to jump off, since it all culminates up to that, it's a very emotional scene. Very oh, well and the acted. flashbacks. Yes. Oh, that great that, scene. That scene is good. Because it, it's his. It's the end of his arc. He's he's been redeemed. He's now the hero. Indeed. And you wish that he could stay with them. And the daughter doesn't want to. It's so great. After all that time, I agree. I you know the Dejan station like that that whole sequence is just insanity from top to bottom. So many different moments of going on there. Uh I really liked the um, I really liked the scene where Yoon sacrificed himself by picking up a zombie and then just charging against the group. And uh, I liked Yoon when I watched it too. That 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 was a really good part. His whole character I just really enjoyed. Um, cause he you know he was like not a great dude, but he served as a sort of moral compass for our main character because you know the main character was technically worse. Yeah. And I think that was an interesting uh, part about that. But yeah, again. A really great movie. I know we just kind of spoiled it all, but if you haven't seen it, you're still going to want to watch it because I knew it was going to happen on this second viewing. It, it hit just as hard. I mean, it's just as good. Now, one the one knock of foreign language films is that, you know, you can't leave to go make popcorn without pausing because you can't hear what they're saying, which is fair. But, you know, this is a short movie, hour and 58 minutes. It's worth it. I recommend watching it, especially if you're in the mood for a zombie movie because it's probably one of the best. Speaking of short movies. Ah, I there shorter, we go. Whoa. I got, I got a shorter one for you. Good transition. That I think is a lot more poignant and a lot more meaningful and a lot better, personally. La Haine is an hour 37 minutes long, directed by Matthew Kasovitz, starring Vincent Cassells, who plays Vins, Saeed Tagmui, who plays Saeed, and Hubert uh, Kundi, who plays Hubert. They really all got they really yeah. all have the same name? I love movies that do that. I like that. I like it a lot. It's like, I, I, I wouldn't know that. This is like, the, like probably the best indie movie of its time. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, let me see what the budget was. It it was budget. Oh, you mean in term in terms of budget, like the best or like it what was two point three for the budget, two point three million. 
So I mean, like it, it it wasn't certainly wasn't a small movie, but like, like if you watch the movie, it's like it has the indie feel to it. it oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, go on, Davis. Okay, I was just reading a thing about the movie. This movie is La Haine trans La La Haine La Haine. I think that's how you supposed to say it. Some of everything okay over there, Alex? The outrageous kind. Of, it's kind of jumping around. I'm not sure why. A ghost took it over. Oh dear, that's concerning. It's all good now, I think. Okay, well, uh, tra- uh, uh, La Haine literally translates to hate. This movie, and that's ah, yeah. the, probably the most central theme to this. Indeed. The whole movie starts out it, uh, with Vins, uh, Saeed, and Hubert, each of them a minority in themselves. Vins is Jewish, Saeed is Arabic, and Hubert is black. That's kind of like the big. That's a big thing to know about the movie when you're watching it. Yeah. Uh, their friend Abdel, another Arabic man, uh, is sent into a coma because he is r- brutally beaten by the police. And then riots start, kind of all blows up. Uh, Hubert's boxing gym gets burned down, and he thinks Vins had a hand in it because he was in the riot. Uh, Saeed and Hubert were not. And then the big thing is that a cop's gun goes missing during the riots, and Vins gets his hands on it. And that's kind of where, like, before the whole movie, not really much happens. That's that was one of my criticisms of it is that it just that's it, the beauty of it. I, I I get it, I get that. It's just uh, it was kind of difficult for me at this point because I was like, all right, some and eventually something does happen, and we'll we'll get to that obviously. But well, just, it, it seems like nothing happens, but a lot does happen because I I know you're like be like ha ha, but like the group breaks up like three times in this movie, and they all come back together. Hubert leaves to go home because he's mad at Vins for keeping the gun on him because they go to the hospital to visit Abdel. And Vins brings the gun, brought the gun with him into the hospital. And then that's where Saeed gets arrested. And that's why Vins, I, I like that scene. I thought it was, that was just because you could see like Vins is like, everybody's like, why are you acting so weird? And he's like, yeah, because he doesn't want the cops to search him for the gun that yes, he has. Yes, that's why he, do, he does that a few times in the movie. Yeah. That's why he runs away when they get stopped outside the apartment complex when they go see Snoopy. That's also a great scene. Uh, should I just go through the rest of the plot? Go and ahead. So they just kind of they just kind of do things. The big thing is that after they're trying to get money for uh, Saeed's trying to get money from this guy who knows Snoopy. They go to Snoopy's apartment, and then Hubert and uh, Saeed get arrested because like some lady called the cops on them because they were being they were disturbing the pe- the disturbing the peace. Like I should say yeah. of the apartment, they were like ringing all the things to try to find Snoopy. And then Vins runs off, goes to a boxing match, and then Saeed and uh, Hubert literally get brutalized by the police in interrogation. They have a young cop kind of like watching them. And then uh, they meet back up, They, but they're stranded in Paris for the night, and they live on the outskirts in a ghetto, uh, or the slums, I guess. I, I can't remember what they called it in the subtitles. It was one or the other. But they, they just basically have to spend the night in Paris doing stuff because they're all stuck there. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that happens. I don't want to go through it all, but uh, they see some skinheads, and that's kind of the big point where where Vin's realizes he can't kill anybody because Hubert's like Hubert. The whole movie's like, you should not shoot anybody. But then the one thing he says is like, the only good skinhead is a dead skinhead. But that, there are that good seems cops. crazy. He said there are good cops, but the only good skinhead is a dead skinhead. And then like Vince is holding the gun to him, and Hubert's like, pull the trigger if you're so bad. But then Vince can't do it, and then the skinhead runs off. And then right after that is the morning, and then that's when Vince hands over the gun to Hubert because he knows Hubert's right. And then they are walking off, and earlier in the movie they are on a roof, and some cops come up with their break it up, and Vince kind of gets into it with one cop wearing a Notre Dame jacket. Which yeah, that was, I was like, wait, 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 what? I was like, is that Notre Dame? I was like, oh wait, no. Then, then no, I saw it was the, it was, the, it was, I, was I saw it, and I was like, oh, weird. Do you think Irish people wear that as well? I mean, I know Notre Dame has a big presence in Ireland because they've played games in Dublin before. So. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, they played Navy in Dublin a few years back, actually. It's pretty cool. cool. But so the cop shows up and, like, is trying to scare him. He holds a gun to Vince's head. He's like, oh, you're not so big now that you have all your friends. And the gun accidentally goes off. That was crazy. I did not think. I thought I was like, "Oh, Hubert gonna shoot the cop. Let's go!" And then then the cop shoots him. I was like, "Whoa!" And what? then Hubert literally walks up and they they sh- they hold the guns at each other face to face. And then it says the famous line is like "Coming to Tambins, not the importance." It means it is not throughout the whole movie. It kept saying this. It does not matter how you fall. It tells a story. 
a guy's falling from a building. He goes, hey, the falls is going pretty well so far. It's going pretty well. But when he lands, it obviously did not go well. So it's not how you fall. It is how you land. And it's the, the last line of the movie before cuts to black with the two shots is that um, it's, about a, it's about a dying society. It's not how it falls. It's how it lands. So that's how it ends. And also, this movie has a lot of parallels in it. That Since I watched the second time, it's awesome to watch it again. You should watch it again if you have the chance. The first time you see Saeed, he opens his eyes and you hear a gunshot. And the last time you see him, he closes his eyes and you hear a gunshot. Ooh, I like that. I like that detail. But, so the big question, I have another big question for you. It's like, oh, do boy. the right thing. Who shot first, Hugh Bear or the cop? Um, Who do you think? I, it, there's not really an answer. It's just who do you I think? I would bet more on Hugh Bear because... Uh, just, I mean, his friend just got shot. The cop is more afraid of anything else. But I think the cop is sort of betting on a kid being scared. So I would say, but Hugh Bear's going to be the one to fire first. Just because I'd be like, of the two, like one of them's scared and the other one is, you know, I mean, he's looking for blood at that point. Because, again, his friend got shot in front of him. In an yeah, absolute and re- I don't yeah. think he really sees him as a cop anymore after that. Yeah, no, I mean, no, because it, it wasn't even like, a, you know, an accident. Like, okay, I mean, it was accidental, but like, the accidental is because he's taunting the guy by putting his gun to his forehead. Like at that point, you the, the badge is gone. Like yeah. no, like that's not. And you're completely right. In Hubert's eyes, that's that's just a man who shot his friend. Nothing more, nothing less. And I think that was very like I did not expect to go that I way. First time I saw it, I sat there in silence, staring at the screen for like. Well, I mean, I, I started saying stuff. I'll say that I was like, what? Like, I just sat there. I was just shocked. Really, I was like. Because like, I was watching it, like, you know, Andrew was doing homework and, like, Megan is there watching it. I was like, okay, what just happened? Like, they didn't watch it with you? Well, I mean, I mean, like, they were both, like, doing homework, too. Oh. Like, sort of watching it. Again, you know, again, I, you get on my neck. Most people do not watch foreign language films. I think it's worth mentioning that. For better or for worse, I think mostly for worse, most people do not because most people don't want to read subtitles. That's just the reality. Like, you know, I'm just, like, this is not, you know, oh, it's because it's, like, saying, oh, th- but that means foreign language films shouldn't be watched they absolutely should but i'm just saying for people in general they don't you know what i mean and i feel like that's you know it's just how it is so alex what are your thoughts on this film first time seeing it first time seeing it now this is the the fourth foreign language movie i watched this week and i was a little drained i think i should have watched it first i think i would have been better to have watched it first but watching it fourth having to read subtitles for four movies i was a little drained on it so i was kind of bored for a few parts of it, I'll admit I was, but it really the final fifteen with the conversation on the rooftop and the there's because no, that's when they say the uh, it's about how you fall story again, and, and it's also another good line. It's I feel like an ant in intergalactic space. That was that was honestly kind of funny. I like that though. It's like kind of funny, but also like kind of like oh, that's I mean it had some deep meaning to it in the reality. But it makes sense that they being who their characters were would say it in that form, but. The final 15, the, you know, almost going to shoot the skinhead part, like that really is, I think it's at its best in terms of just the sheer intensity. I also think that in terms of cinematography, there's not many movies I've seen that are better than this, really. The mirror shot, ladies and gentlemen, I recommend you Google this video on YouTube and you watch it about 10 times. It is mesmerizing. There's, there's like three different shots in this I love. That That's are really, the one I like the most. They're just creative. They're unique. They're setting the film apart from your average movie. And I think that's a good thing especially in this film's case, because, you know, the black and white sets it apart anyway. And then further with this, I mean, it's just, it's beautifully shot, beautifully directed, you know. I think that really helps it a lot. I just, it, I feel like it did drag it, but I think that's partly because of how many I'd watched this week. I was just kind of drained by it. You should it. try to rewatch it next week. I, I think I will. I think I will Um, just try and give it a fresh start, because, again, you know, there's only so many movies you can watch before you're like, eh. And that's just how it happened. But it, even then, I still liked it. It's had a lot of good moments, specifically the end. I liked a lot of the lines. I wish I'd take more notes. Also, that story of the short from the short guy in the bathroom was really funny and like that's bizarre. The, you're supposed to be like, but the second time I watched it, it kind of made sense. What is he, what, wait, what does he say again? So he tells a story. So there. So basically, that's right after that they run from the cops. I'm pretty sure. And Vince pulls his gun on a cop. And Hubert's like, what are you doing? He punches Vin, or he pushes Vins and he punches the cop so they can run off so no cops gets killed. And then they're kind of in the bathroom. They're arguing about it because uh, Saeed's trying to get his money from Snoopy. And then the guy comes out of the stall, this old guy, and he tells a story about when he was in Siberia with his friend. What was his name? 
what was the friend? Do you remember the friend's name? I can't remember the friend's name, but essentially they're getting on this train and they have to take a bathroom break. Yes. And the friend doesn't want to like go where everybody else, so he goes behind a bush. Because because the guy made fun of him so yeah. much for being for, for being self conscious about yeah. using the restroom in front of other people. So then if the as my memory serves, uh the friend goes behind a bush, but then he you know doesn't hear anybody that the, the train starts the train yeah. starts moving, but he didn't have time to pull up his pants. So every time he started running to reach up to get into the train, his pants fell back down. And and then, like, he's like, and he couldn't get in because he was too scared to do whatever. And then Saeed asked what happened to him. Then he went, he froze to death. That was crazy. And then and then Saeed literally goes, like, why did he tell us that story? He asked that movie. He asked that, like, three separate times. Yeah, he did. Why he did. But I think it might have been, I think it kind of is just kind of like, you're maybe not supposed to pull meaning out of it because it was just kind of off the wall. I don't know. I, I sense. Because so- later on they did talk about it again because remember he was like, uh, Hubert said, "God loves your bowels." Cause he's making a joke, but I think it's that because you shouldn't give your friend too hard of a time, or something bad would happen. Maybe because Perhaps. he gave his friend a hard time about using the restroom, and then that's that's the one thing I pulled out of it, really. Yeah, I think I think you may be onto something with that one. Um, I I think it's perhaps that, or perhaps it's you know. I don't know. It is interesting. It was very like you know. It kind of almost took me out of the experience. I was like, "What is happening?" That's the point. That was funny. There's another guy in the sort stall, of. and he like peeked out. Oh yeah, out that that funny. was that was funny too. Um, I will say, I really liked the three characters. I I, I liked them. I liked the actors portraying them. They did a good job. Um, uh, the guy that played Saeed's in Wonder Woman. That's right. He is. That, that he's probably the most recognizable of the three. I oh, think Vince, uh, Vincent Cassell is. I didn't recognize him from this movie, but I've seen him in so many other things. It's like I, I feel like he looks different than he did in 1995. But that's he true. has different hair. He had the buzz in this one. That's right. That's right. Um, but yeah, it is good. I mean, it's an interesting movie. It's kind of you know, it's the head. It has a bunch of he- couple head scratcher moments in there, which I think. I mean, you know, more power to him on that one. I like it. Um, I'm trying to think of more about it. You know, because I, I just watched it today. Um. I really like the intro with like the um the you know I also I I really like that it's not happening in the day of it's happening the day after it's a very unique and I think more movies should do stuff like that like one of my favorite books I ever read was in this universe with all these superheroes but it's from the perspective of random citizens watching all the superhero stuff go down and this not the same context but you know it's not a movie about the riots it's a movie about the day after the riots and everything that happens afterwards and I thought that was um a cool way of doing it because, you know, initially I thought it was going to be about that. I was like, all right, when's the next riot? You know, I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it because, you know, if riots day one, day two, you couldn't expect day three, especially after what happened to that guy whose name I'm blanking on. Abdel. Yes, that's right. Um, but I, I really liked that it went in a different direction with that. I like the drone shot. With that was the, not a drone. That was an RC helicopter. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. It looked like a drone. It was, I mean, it was like a drone shot. They couldn't afford, yeah, but that was before drones. Yeah, of course. Um. First that, time I watched it, I thought it was on a zip line. Because yeah, I, I was like, it can't be a helicopter because it's too condensed of a space. Yep. But you don't see the zip line, and it's kind of moving in a way it looks like they're controlling it. And I looked it up. It was, they got they bought an RC helicopter and strapped the – they duct taped the camera to it. I mean, it's it's definitely worth it because that shot is really, really cool. And I remember I was watching and everyone was like, what was the point of that? I was like, oh, it's just cool. I think that was, that was the transition. That was kind of like the transition from Chapter 1 to Chapter 2 if you think about it. That's fair. That's fair. I also, also oh, so you say your thing first. No, you go ahead. No, you say it. I was trying to de- derive some political meaning from this in some regard, but it was like it was interesting because it like it sort of said it, but then like, you know, it kind of didn't because like you got the guys complaining about his car being burnt and like Vince and all them were like, oh, suck it up, who cares? And I'm like, but yeah, the riot burning his car for no reason is not great. Like that's it's not we're, not, we're supposed to feel bad for the guy, but it was yes. like kind of odd. And like we're supposed I, to show both sides of it. Yeah. That, not our co- not all cops are bad is basically what Hubert is saying, but then Vince is on the other side saying that all cops are perpetuating these beatings of Indeed. his Arab friends. And then Vince, of course, gets shot. But by they're the complacent in like, it at least. Yeah, yeah. Do- complicit is not complacent. No, complicit means like you comply with it, and complacent like, means that you don't care. Well, yeah, but the the phrase is you're complicit in something. But I was saying that they were okay. Whatever. It, we're not going to get into semantics about it. <laughs> but so there was three shots. We talked about the drone shot or the RC helicopter shot. Uh, the other shot I really liked was in Paris, where it was the dolly zoom when they're standing on the balcony. 
I pointed out to my friends like, oh, what is that? I'm like, oh, it's the Dolly Zoom. I was because uh, you told me about it when you talk about the movie like recently. I was like, oh, I'm waiting for it. And they did. And I was like, oh, it's, it's good so shot. cool. It's such a cool technique. And then the final shot, I told you I figured out how they did it was the mirror shot. I really want ah, yes, you to explain. look at it. So explain. what happens is I'm going to explain it first. Then I'm going to tell you how they did it. So it's basically Vince is talking to himself in the mirror. I don't know how they hid the camera. They did a good job of that because they yeah. didn't have, they brought, they probably had CGI, but I'm not sure if they would have did it like that. But Vince is talking to himself in the mirror. It's coming up on his back, and then he bends down to wash his face, and it zo- and it just goes past him right into the mirror. So it's hard to explain. You have to watch it. But what what they did is you can see when he they go up on him and they get right. Uh, I was too far away from Mike, but they go up onto his back basically, and they go right behind his head. And when he bends down, that's a cut. That's a hidden cut right there. And then they zoom in from, there's no mirror anymore, and now they're zooming in straight into Vincent Cassell. I'm about to show you it. Ooh, here we go. Let me let me pull it up real quick. I'm waiting for it. And then see if you can get it. Mirror scene. I had it pulled up. I don't know why I closed the tab. All right, here, watch this. See, right here, I know this is not very exciting, Pod. It cuts right here, look, when he goes down. That's a cut. Ah, yep. See how the camera went down with it, and then there's no mirror anymore. So if you're ever wondering, that's some movie magic for you. It's it's a really cool scene. It's very like, ooh, what are they doing? And then you're like, and it just looks it just looks cool. It shows Vince how he's kind of obsessed with guns. Being in the whole movie, you can he's kind of obsessed with getting locked up to get hard, basically. Like like get like oh yeah yeah yeah. He talks about he wants to work out and like he's like he wants to work out. He wants to get he wants to get arrested. Hugh Bear's like. Why are you going to? Why would you want to go to jail? So I just had the idea for. So Saeed is the innocent one. There are three separate three separate entities here. Saeed's innocent because he tells a lot of stories. He jokes around. He's very curious about stuff, and he's kind of like the main. He he's the eyes you're looking through it all because it opens with him and ends with him. Vince is the guy that wants to get into trouble, and is looking for trouble because he goes to the rides and stuff. And Hugh Bear's the guy that's already been in trouble, and he's out of it. He's moved so, past it. So Saeed not being maybe innocent, be maybe the middle rather. I, I think maybe. Well, he's middle. not. He doesn't look for trouble at all, really. No, no. But I, I feel like he. Okay, yeah, that's fair. I don't know. I. Yeah, you're right. I, so I my know. comparison, because he's like the kid. Vince is like the teenager. I don't want. I don't like making it ages, but that, this is the best way I can explain. It. He's like the teenager looking for trouble. He goes to the riots, like I said. He's he, he gets the he said he's gonna shoot a cop if Abdel dies, which he does. Yeah. And then Hubert has has had a past in drug dealing to like feed his family basically, and he's got a, he's I'm pretty sure he got locked up. I think they said that in the movie. But then he opens his own gym to like uh, for community outreach. So it's kind of like the three separate innocent looking for trouble and then past the trouble and moved on past it. So maybe there's something there, or maybe I just made that up. I think there's definitely something there. Um, I would say, I think it intentionally sets it up that way because you know, it adds a bit of you know difference between each of the characters and you know a lot of conflict as well. And I think it, there's some intent. There is some intention with that. Um, I, yeah, no, I mean, again, I you're you're the expert on this more than I am, but I I, I completely agree because. It very much fits in the movie anyway. Like I kind of naturally sort of picked up on that anyway, so I don't think you're too far off. So. Boom. Well, anything else you got to say? Because I've I've kind of touched on it. I mean, I could probably talk about this for another hour. But Watch these two movies. Hey, Lahane is uh, free on YouTube, and Train to Busan is free on. Hey, Amazon don't be Farm. telling people that, man. They're gonna remove it. They're gonna find. You're blowing up the spot, Alex. Hey, hey, hey! I'm trying to get people to watch the movie too. I'm trying to do, do the due diligence. You know. That's fair. Hey, that's if what it gets taken for. down, I'm coming for you, bro. Buy it on DVD. I'd love to. Yeah, Alex, go, go, on, have... go on Amazon, see how much it is on DVD. <laughs> before, before we go, we're going to figure that out. Oh, my. I can get it from Criterion for $28. The Criterion wow. collections are always good, though. Wow, $28. That's but insane. it's a very – Criterion collection movies are very, very high, high quality. It is in the Criterion collection itself. Ah. If you're not aware of what the Criterion collection is, it is, like, just a collection of amazing movies. That's, like, basically – like, they just – I can't really explain it. They have a streaming service. Really? Yeah. Everybody has a streaming service nowadays. Well, like, there's actually pretty cool. I, I had it for like a week, and then like I deleted it. Forget, forget the Weagle Athletic Conference. Why don't we start Weagle Plus? Just no. The Weagle streaming service. I mean, sounds like a good idea to me. See, what, I'm gonna okay. Yeah, I, I'm done talking. Unless you have anything else to say. 
I'm there's a lot well. of good movies on Criterion though. You should think about getting ah, it. maybe maybe we'll have to Seven Samurai, that. Rushmore, Ooh. Eyes Without a Face, Eight and a Half, Twelve Angry Men, The Player, Blood Simple, and The Graduate. The podcast will start and end in the same grain of chaos. This has been Through the Lens, the All Things Movie Podcast. I'm Alex Hutching alongside Davis Carroll. Today we discussed Lahane and Train to Busan, two foreign language movies, both of which you should all see at least once, both classics in their own right in their own genres as well. And we thank you for listening, and be sure to share with anybody else that you think might be interested in a movie podcast to listen to. And next week, we'll be talking about the DCEU, so you can watch along with us. You know, check out those movies to be more prepared for next week's episode. And then after that, the Snyder Cut. But until then, see you next time. Once again, thank you for joining us. (laughs) 